One Piece. Watching the One Piece. Hello everyone and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, the One Piece watch-along recap podcast where me, I'm Jory, I'm watching through it for the first time and about to run out of episodes, got like a hundred some left and then the show's over? Yeah, they stopped making it actually. <laughs> They're like, we're only going to keep it going to move the goalpost for Jory. Once he catches up, we're done. Yeah, that's that, like what's the point really? If you, can't, if you can't milk content out of it, what's the point of engaging with anything? Yeah. More and more people are saying it. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm the half of the show that's seen it before. Pretty recently, actually. I'm trying to even remember when I was watching through this the first time, but it's been long enough. Yeah, this first episode we watched aired November 24th, 2019. God. Remember 2019? Uh, 2019 was 72 years ago. Yeah, I'm like, what happened in 2019? Uh, Wait, Parasite me, came out? Let, let me look at the... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out? Okay, that, that would have been like... Little Women? Four days after... Like, I, I was just got back from uh, being in Michigan at that point when this episode aired. Mm-hmm. The Souvenir? <laughs> I already said Little Women. Marriage Story? Uh, I Lead a Battle Angel? <laughs> I watched that on a plane. Easily the worst... <laughs> place to watch it i keep thinking i should watch it again and maybe i'll like it this time just because i watched it on my fucking phone i watched it at a theater and i'll tell you maybe maybe yeah <laughs> I don't know, i'm so into dumb shit like that now like there are so many dipshit just pure maximalist goofy no sense of irony sci-fi movies that i like and no one else does i love like speed racer Actually, a lot of people like Speed Racer, but like Jupiter Ascending, that's one that even Wachowski fans usually don't like. Yeah, I think it's a the, the main thing it suffers from is adapting a long a manga that's kind of long, so it Ends cuts off halfway right, through. Yeah, because of like right before it gets really cool and crazy. Yeah, that was like produced by James Cameron, and I think he wanted to get more made. I don't think I don't foresee James Cameron ever actually directing the other half of it. No. It's kind of like the uh, the Ten Ten movie. The idea remember, was that. Peter Jackson was going to do a sequel because he produced the the first movie, the the, the Spielberg movie. Oh. And the, the the deal was like, oh yeah, and Spielberg will produce Jackson's movie. Don't know if that's ever going to happen. Now, I would love <laughs> for that to happen, but um, I think that was a similar sort of thing with Alita. But also, James Cameron's got like how many like five, six Avatar movies he wants to make still. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if he ever gets to <laughs> to going back to to Alita to Samuel Alito. But this is a One Piece podcast. It is. We're we're in the land of Wano. Yeah, we're actually gonna finish Act One of Wano today. We have a uh, a very normal series of events happening uh, with a really cozy ending spot. Um, nothing weird about this. We're actually gonna start with episode nine eleven. <laughs> I'll never forget this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a lot of shit in this episode, yeah. so you'd probably do well to never forget. <laughs> This is a, I, I noticed on this one because I let the opening play while I was doing stuff. Yeah, they just have like parts of the episode mm-hmm. in the opening. And in this one, it benefited because all the stuff they showed in the opening was Kinemon talking to people. So it's like, I don't, I don't get anything from this. Like, cool. Yep. A character who's in this arc is going to talk to people. Yeah. For essentially 25 minutes. <laughs> we left off last time with, I mean, Kinemon finally telling, like getting everyone together, the the whole cake break off crew 
um, and Okiku, getting them together. Okay, Okiku already knew this information, but basically saying, hey, yeah, we traveled from the past. We wanted to see how One Piece ends, so we jumped it 20 years into the future to see what the One Piece is, and it's still not done. God, when that, yeah, I guess that would have been like, duh, like 99, essentially. If you were to actually try and map it out to the years One Piece has been publishing. So Kinemon continues that story. We're covering also 9-11 through 9-17 this time, which is um, just the end of Act 1. And then there's like one episode essentially before Act 2 properly starts. It ends with Act 2. Yeah. I feel like this went by pretty quick. Yeah. It must just be that Act 3 is just like so much longer than the other ones. (laughs) Yeah, that would also make sense. Um, but yeah, so Kinemon just kind of keeps telling everything. Um, you get like a more detailed look at them landing on the this, this same mountain where Odin Castle is 20 years later. And all these samurai show up where we're like, oh, the story was true. Toki's final words are true. So they're surprised that people are still loyal to the Kozuki clan and Odin after all this time. Um, and then they explain the tattoo, the ankle tattoo that supporters have. So that way you can see who they are. I guess. So they know each other. I don't know. I guess it's like vague enough that no one would like catch on that everyone has the same ankle tattoo. Um, I already, I can't even get this one. I already have ankle tattoos from one piece. <laughs> so I can't even get this one to, to match, but just have it like above. Yeah. Maybe I guess my, my, my tattoos are on the inside of my ankles. I can maybe get it on the outside. Oh yeah. Which I think it actually even is on the, yeah, show. I think so. I'm like half joking anyway. Uh, but Keenan also like, if you, if you wanted it plainly laid out, how he got from there to Luffy. He gives the whole rundown of, oh, we had to leave Wano, and then we get, couldn't get to Zoe. We shipped direct. We lost Rizo. Went to Dress Rosa. Lost Momonosuke. Lost Kanjiro. Went to Punk Hazard. Trying to find Momonosuke. Got cut in pieces by Law. Um, he also does a really funny thing where every time he gets to like someone losing someone in the story, he yells their name dramatically, but like in the room with everyone. So you see him like reach out dramatically and <laughs> scream like Rizo's name and just the straw hats don't react. <laughs> um, but then he finds Luffy. I think you know the rest. We've covered it on the podcast. <laughs> and he's like, we have to now get as many people together as we can for our little rebellion raid thing on Kaido. And he'd like to have like 5,000 people. Sure, I mean, that's realistic, right? Yeah. I think it's... Smaller than the Straw Hat fleet, if, I, if I'm if i trying to remember. Uh, after the eye catch, though, he continues to explain that Onigashima is where Kaido's base is, and it's offshore. I think it's Brooke, who's like, even in Wano, we still have to, like, cross water to get to where we need to go. Yeah. Uh, it's a big place, too. Like they have to, That's the other thing that I often forget, is that they had to go up a waterfall to get here. I mean, still just dropping information. He's like, yeah, we're going to do it during the fire Festival. I don't know if you watched any of the documentaries about it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that connection. God damn it. I never watched any of the fire documentary shit either. The fire Festival. I just think it's very funny that it's called that. Oh, yeah, this would have been post fire Festival. Actually, the time the manga is coming out would have been around the same time-ish. I also God, don't think anyone... that? Oh, 2018-ish, I think. God, that's a weird thing that just... I guess because I remember it, it feels like it was more recent, but oh, no, 2017. It was in, yeah, it was 2017, so... Huh. So this is way after the actual event happened, he calls it this. I, I also do not expect no, a Japanese manga artist to know what Fire Festival was. No, but God, is it funny to think about. Fire Festival was a fraudulent luxury music festival. 
founded by <laughs> Billy McFarland and rapper Ja Rule. Um, that's not the fire festival that's happening here. This is just like a party they do in the uh, the capital. I think they said a reason why, but I actually I don't. It must just be like a regular occurrence. They also say that the Shogun Orochi will visit Onigashima to have this big banquet with Kaido. So it's a time when everyone that is important will be in the same place at the same time. So that's kind of why this is the one of at least a couple of reasons why they're doing it, planning it this time this way. Um, also throughout the scene, Sanji's like negging Okiku to be like, why do you like Kinemon? Pay attention to me. <laughs> it's really I'm so weird. much better. Because that's the thing too, is like, there's nothing really even between them. It's just Sanji's dumb. But also this is an excuse for them to bring up Kinemon is married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To someone, to someone we've, we've met. already met. Yeah. 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 Kiku's just like, oh yeah, by the way, Saru's doing great. Or Otsuru, I think she probably even said. Um, I just always write Saru, even though there's another character named that. Um, but yes, we have met her, and Kinemon's like, I will refuse to see her until my this mission is completed. And uh, he also whips out this little, like, flyer that has, like, a bunch of, like, it's like two birds and a, like, a sign, like, a eight around their legs or whatever. He explains it, because it, like, roughly translates to meet here at this time, at this port. Uh, the day of the festival or whatever he explains why all the pieces mean that and uh he's just like oh yeah don't worry people in the land of wano know what it means and i'm like cool so i don't need to because i do not live there um but they need to distribute that to people they say that Usopp and zoro are doing it and luffy's like i don't think zoro's doing that right now i mean like see him on a boat he's just not he's he's doesn't even realize he has a job right now. Granted, <laughs> I guess Kinemon doesn't know that Zoro's a wanted man, even before Luffy showed up. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think you... They, Kinemon's they not reading yet. the news. It's also, uh, I, I have a feeling that, uh, doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm sure every, this plan's gonna go off without a hitch. Surely. We already know some of this information, but Kinemon ex- re-explains it both to us and to... Luffy. Actually, we actually didn't know the Frankie thing, but uh, the reason Frankie is working with the carpenter that he is working with is to get some blueprints of the castle, of of the place that, what does, what's his name, Kaido's at? Robin is trying to get close to the Shogun. Like, Usopp is, I guess Usopp's just handing out flyers. I'm like, what is he doing? What's that man doing? He's doing his marksman thing, I guess. <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's doing uh... his lying thing. He's narrowly targeting people to figure out that they're on the same team. Yeah, he's just like scanning. He's just looking at feet. He's going on wiki feet. <laughs> and uh, singling out people there. Sending DMs. Hey, meet me here at this time. <laughs> um, but then Akinemon sort of just assigns jobs to everyone here based on what they are good at. Um, so like, uh, Carrot's gonna like help the other minks with some food and like, uh, I don't remember the specifics. Yeah, her, hers was just like, yeah, there's no way you can blend in. So, like, <laughs> yeah, just help with these behind the scenes thing. Yeah, but like, Sanji's cooking. Nami is like pretending to be a, a ninja or a kunoichi. Yeah. In those contexts. Um, and gives them all outfits. Oh, Brooke's like, he has the thing. He's like, Brooke, you have a special guest. You'll be able to help us move some stuff around and turn, like, it's like, okay, what, how? <laughs> With his with his ghostly visage, <laughs> he can scare people. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he gives everybody these like outfits because if you remember, Kinemon's great idea is just being a fashion designer. <laughs> or has his power, I should yeah. say. 
Um, so everyone gets these outfits. Uh, oh, Chopper wants to be a ninja. I don't even know if he has a job. Uh, he, he, I'm sure he has a doctoring job. His was with, he went with a carrot, because there's also no oh, way right. Chopper can blend in. Of course, yeah. Stick him with the minks, I guess. But yeah, so Chopper gets to be a little ninja. He's got a little ninja outfit. Um, Nami has a very revealing ninja outfit. Sanji just has a yellow kimono. Uh, Brooke is like a ghost. It's funny. Luffy asks what Brooke's supposed to be. And he's like, I thought I was someone who wears panties on their head. <laughs> but I don't think that's true. I've also, uh, I, I was a little surprised that, um, I guess maybe because it's like really loose, but just the way that Nami uh, <laughs> reacted to having revealing clothes, like you're covered up more now than you were. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be like falling off of her. Yeah. Because <laughs> she like tightens it up and then it's fine. But no, she does suddenly react to that. And she, like, it complains about it. And then also they introduce um, another character here, Shinobu, who is uh, an older woman ninja the, the, that Kinemon knows. As soon as, because Nami goes like, is this how, is this actually how Kunoichi dressed? And he's like, yes, at least that's how I think they should. And then they go to introduce a lady ninja, and Sanji gets all real excited, mm-hmm. and then immediately I'm like, oh, the other the other ninja looked really goofy. Of course the lady ninja's gonna look goofy. And she, I don't know, she doesn't have as ridiculous of, like, proportions as Raizo does, but... <laughs> Pretty similar, yeah. but it's a considerably different joke when it's a woman that looks like that in one yeah. piece. Yeah, her her whole bit and routine is that she says that she's mature, and that's why Sanji doesn't like her. This is just you know, at this point, you just I just ignore Sanji's whole routine of uh, <laughs> not finding women attractive, and that's like a sin against him. I just can't. I just I just check out. Like, yeah, I know it sucks. <laughs> Every time a woman has a different body shape than Nami in this anime, they, it's a butt of a joke. <laughs> I know it's bad. I just can't comment on it every single time <laughs> in, in detail. It happens like Alvita's in episode one. <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, though, I can say that Shinobu is actually a really great character. I like her a lot. Obviously, it's different when this is targeted so consistently at, like, fat characters and fat women in the show. On paper, I like that Oda, and this is, I get Rise is a great example of this. I like that Oda can make extremely goofy looking characters and that never really undercuts them having serious moments. Like, he never yeah. really writes them any different. But again, <laughs> grain of salt with uh, that's, that's not a, uh, a design sensibility. Like, it's distributed equally amongst, um, amongst genders in One Piece. Um, but yeah, I'll have to say that I do like Shinobu quite a bit. As a character. And I think with basically, you know, with a different lens on it, a similar conversation we had about like Bon Clay. I was like, kind of sucks that this is how they drew him, but I think he's very cool. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, she just kind of shows up, Shinobu. Kinemon does say that ninjas are either like very sexy or very frumpy and there's no in between. <laughs> Which is probably true. I don't know. I haven't done my research, but what else is left in this episode? Oh, yeah, Kinemon also says there are three other samurai they should really hope that they can find and recruit, and their names are Kawamatsu, uh, Ashura Doji, and Denjiro. They were previous retainers for Oda. Now, Ashura Doji is a name you probably recognize. Sanji asks about it in, like, the next episode. Uh, maybe you don't. I don't know how long they were in between these episodes, uh, but he's mentioned in the Odin flashback. Uh, Kawamatsu 
you could maybe recognize his silhouette from the flashback, but probably not because when I said, hey, there was someone else in this flashback that I didn't realize was there in a hat. <laughs> maybe you would recognize that hat now. Um, and Denjiro, no, no, nothing with Denjiro yet. But anyways, yes, they were previous retainers for Odin that did not get launched into the future. And Kinemon says there are two weeks until the raid begins. That's a good understandable amount of time to put yeah. on a uh, a chunk of of anime. And I think for we like do. we we yes. build up over the next two weeks. It's it's really it's really interesting that yeah, this is actually the end really of Act One. Down. <laughs> yeah, every episode's roughly like twenty four minutes in real time, and that's why like we're still setting up for the raid now today. Uh, no, nine twelve is the next episode. Here we see Usopp, you know pin someone down and be like oh yeah i know you remember i haven't seen you since uh that one time with the one thing with the other guy and the, that shirt that he wears anyways bye and the guy is like given the realizes like how long have, when did i get this note and then he looks at it and gets the secret message from Kinemon. you only see usopp do this the one time and he's just like yeah it's going great i got one guy <laughs> uh but he goes and meets up with Frankie and Rob, and they sort of talk about how their day jobs are going. And Usopp also hears about the shooting Maru guy. He was like supposedly like one of the strongest men in the world. Uh, he was the thief that was mentioned a bunch in the last episode as well. Yeah. Okik Okik, who responded to the name, air. I don't. I don't want to say immediately out of the balloon, but they just kind of immediately reveal. Oh yeah, that's a Shiradoji. Like Kinemon just says it in this episode when Sanji <laughs> asks about it, or maybe it's the next episode. I don't know. It's in this chunk though. It's not a secret. But yeah, and you also kind of learn why maybe he did that too. Um, oh no, that's literally the next thing. These scenes are back to back. Sanji asks, like, "Hey, didn't wasn't Ashura Doji like the tough kid on the playground that Odin beat up in the flashback?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, but he, you know, he he was, you know, he literally had sense knocked into him by Odin, <laughs> so he like followed him as a retainer, and now he's like the strongest uh, samurai around." And he goes by shooting Maru and leaves this uh, little thieves guild or whatever. Um, speaking of, we see him show up at Okabure Town and steal all of the food that was stolen to begin with. How many times will the food get stolen? It's hard to say. He also says there are no men left in Wano Country, so I think there's a good chance that Ashura Doji's the guy reviewing our iTunes. Or, uh, re- yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know why he says there are no men left in Wano. I think, I think, I mean, I guess it's just because he's, you sort of learn from the few exchanges here that... It never been okay since Odin died. <laughs> yeah. Secretly always hoping he dies and then not dying. But yeah, also, speaking of big guys who aren't dead, uh, Jack shows up and he's like, where's Luffy? And uh, shooting Maru, uh, Doji is like, who's that? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Do you expect me to know who, who this is? That's something I was like thinking about with this, but... I, I guess it, it makes enough sense that it's, like, a beta place where people like Frankie can just, like, sneak in, and no one thinks it's weird that this guy no one's ever met is just suddenly here. I mean, if he's wearing the right clothes, and he's like, hey, I'm good at this job. I'm from another town over. Can I work here? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess so. As long as he doesn't show off that he's part metal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. probably fine. <laughs> it's also interesting that the minks can't blend in when it is the Animal Kingdom Pirates. I feel like it probably could. Maybe just, I don't know, we never really see anybody in full animal form, even when that's their power here. Also, a lot of the gifters are, like, somewhere in between. Yeah, that's something that I thought they were trying to imply with the, like, smile devil fruits, is that it, like, did, like, a fucked up different transformation. Like, there's something 
off about your transformation. I, I, I think they again they break this down at some point. I think there is like a very slim chance they work like there's like real zones, mm. but I don't. I can't even like think of who that would be. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but we I, there is a whole diatribe on how those things work. I think in Act Two. But anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah, Shunor's like I don't know who that is, and Jack's like I should kill you. For all the shit that you do, but I'm you're still alive because Kaido wants you to join uh, his crew. And he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> and we go to an eye catch. We come back and Kaido's drinking. He's drinking a lot. He's very angry. And he says, bring them to me. And his lowly underlings are like, who? And he's like, I like basically kills them for not knowing <laughs> yeah. who he means. This is also where they're like, ah, oh, fuck, Kaido's drinking. Shh, God damn it. Like they, yeah, they, they know what that's bad when he starts drinking. We've only really hung out with two emperors now, but like I do like that it's a consistency that like their crew is just scared of them. Yeah. It's it's different, of course, like being like Animal Kingdom Pirates being scared about Kaido going on a drunken rampage or whatever, compared to being like, Oh no, my mom's mad. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Although she does have hunger pangs, which is not entirely undifferent, but <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Kaido's uh, gonna go on one uh, by the end of this episode, even. But first, we go back and see uh, Jack getting cut up pretty bad, and alternatively, shoot Maru getting shredded. He's like, ever since Odin died, I really wanted to die too. I wanted to find my place, but yet it's not gonna happen here. He refuses to die to like an underling of Kaido. Like he 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 views himself on a different level. Yeah. So he survives and keeps fighting and he shows that he is on a different level <laughs> he's yeah no he he's hold, like his introduction is holding his own with fucking jack so that's a big deal that's almost like the extent to which jack exists in the story that he shows up and you're like man this dude's so fucking strong look how much he can destroy and then it's just like he's only ever a measuring stick i'm like i struggle to think about anything else he's really done yeah <laughs> but you know it's important to have measuring sticks sometimes you got to bring in the heavy yeah. to, to, to show that people know what they're doing. Um, it's just funny that like Jack's not even like someone that the Straw Hats fought or dealt with in any way, really. Anyways, speaking of people who aren't dead yet and consider it, Kaido <laughs> says that living is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, all the characterization you really need for this guy is that he can take a million hits, not fall <laughs> down, and be like, this is fucking annoying. And then he'll kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then try and kill himself and fail and be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> he, like he would love to be challenged. Yeah. He misses his prime, but he's also not out of his prime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he misses other people's prime. Maybe that's why Kaido was trying to go to Marineford because he didn't want someone who is strong enough to hurt him to die. And then Whitebeard <laughs> did. I think also because he saw like there's a he can he can have he can fight someone like Aka Inu without causing more problems in a way. I mean, now that you know what Kaido's real power is, can you just imagine him like descending over Marineford instead of Shanks showing up? <laughs> that I think that would have ended uh, far worse. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That'd be a hell of a setup for Kaido, though. Imagine <laughs> if he was set up like what is that, a hundred or hundred fifty episodes earlier than he was. <laughs> Which, granted, I mean, he's mentioned in. End of in his lobby, I guess. Yeah. But uh yeah, he's a big dragon, by the way. Blue blue uh Shinron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Uh, I also call Odin uh, Samurai Goku, though, so I think it's probably <laughs> unpurposed a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it's but, like that for that bad of. I mean, the, basically, what it is is they're both styled after like uh, Asian depictions of dragons and their folklore. Yeah, it's also hard not to see some of the ninja stuff in this, so I can be like, oh, just like Naruto. Yeah. Like that's just my touchstone. <laughs> yeah, because I watched it at an impressionable age. <laughs> uh, but anyways. It was like last time when we did the, the firefighter stuff, and then like later I was like, oh, Fire Force is a show. Maybe that's the joke they're doing. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, Kaido turns into a big dragon. Um, I was kind of surprised that like, I don't know if maybe your perspective on this changed, because I remember we asked you right when the opening started. It was, it was the ep- uh, second episode of the Reverie that we had the Paramecia guest on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is just Kaido's fruit, his whole power is in the opening. And then you weren't really sure what it was, and I was like, oh. It's, it's not depicted totally clear, I think. the way It's it, hard for me the, to even know, because the first time I saw it, I already knew. The the action in the opening, the way it's, it's, it's like, framed and animated makes, it uses the, like, movement to make it look like he's shooting a dragon out of his arm. But here it's it's shown, which makes more sense that he like turns into one. And the way it is is they use the the moving action to cut into him being a dragon for a cool effect. Yeah, it's like he's sort of surrounded by a big uh, tornado of light, essentially. Yeah, vague enough that I guess if you're half of, like not not scanning it, trying to piece it together. Anyway, thing I want to know about his uh his devil fruit. I doubt there's an answer. Is 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 the dragon big because he's big, or if he was like Luffy size, would he still be a giant fucking dragon? <laughs> um, I th- I think it's relative to him mm. because I mean Momonosuke is very small, right? He when also he turns a, into a dragon. He also has a prototype smile. Which, that could be part of it. Which that's also something that like that's kind of the thing that they point out with it is like he turned into a dragon and a dragon is the ones responsible for this but i also having a direct parallel to like kaido's like oh fuck kaido was trying to duplicate his fruit because he knows how fucked up and strong it is yeah 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 it's interesting that you immediately started thinking about punk hazard again (laughs) because that was the whole thing is like kinemon really fucking hated dragons but we're introduced that with (laughs) vegapunk's fake one that he made, and the fruit that turned Momonosuke into one. So, like, because there's the scene where Kinemon's, like, really just kicking the shit out of a dead dragon that they fought inside of the lab. And then later, someone's like, oh, Momonosuke turned into a dragon. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, did I kill Momonosuke? (laughs) (laughs) And no. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, even the design of Momo's sort of dragon form is is similar. It's just yeah. Yeah, Kaido turns into a really big fucking dragon, um, makes the clouds have purple lightning. He also has purple lightning. <laughs> He's drunk as shit. Everyone, like, Jack, Hawkins, and Hold'em all are scared of this, and they're all, like, the headliners. Actually, uh, Jack might even be higher than a headliner. I think so. I think that's what's implied. I'd have to look at the actual title. Essentially, four people at the top of the hierarchy, and I think headliners are, like, a step below that. And Jack, Jack being in the higher up, I just don't remember. Are they like lead performers? Maybe I don't know. He has oh, it's three lead performers, and then I think my brain auto fills four because I think Joker maybe counted. Because the thing is that they're all card game stuff. Oh yeah, King, Queen, and Jack. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean that's essentially the end of the episode. Um, 
he's in the sky. La is like, oh shit. <laughs> Luffy, come look at this. Nami doesn't understand what's happening with the weather. Bad sign. <laughs> um, but like Kaido's like face flashes in the sky, and Momonosuke turns into a his. He gets so stressed out, he turns into a dragon. Um, Law's like, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> all down the hill, in fucking one day. Um, and Kaido angrily yells at Jack. Uh, in in Curry, the town like right right below them that they were just in, says, "Bring me those brats." Referring to, I guess it's unclear specifically. <laughs> He's just like worst generation people, but like they don't. I don't know if they specifically say that word got up to him that Luffy's here or not, but he's mad about something. They want someone brought to him. Um, probably is that Luffy and Law are here, or that Luffy and Zoro are here. But anyways, that's that episode. We go to nine thirteen. Kaido's just flying around. He's got a big scar on him too. Yeah, it's uh, it's similar to Luffy's scar in shape. Yeah, it's a big X. Yeah, it's where you would attack the boss. If you were play, if this was a video game, <laughs> it's like on his side when he's a dude. Can't remember. Are this? Uh, he has like scales tattooed on his arms. I'm trying to remember if those are on the dragon. I'd have to actually look at a picture of. Yeah, no, I think yeah, he has his like tattoo on the dragon form too. Oh, that's that's good attention to detail. Keeping stuff yeah. over like that. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that carry over because like he has the big cuffs on his arm as well. The facial hair is pretty similar. I mean, he just has big horns for whatever reason. <laughs> Not really sure. Like, he's not like a specific race of guy, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I also don't think that the... For reasons, I don't think that the horns come from the dragon fruit. Because that's what I was thinking, because uh, also Jack has, like, similar horns, so I think it... I don't know if that's, like, just a, a fun, like, crew thing, or if that's actually, like, part of just whatever types of guys they are. Those kinds of guys have horns. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I'm trying to think. I can't think of there's an actual answer to that in there anyway. It's kind of like how Bart just has fucked up monster teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not even like a fish boy. And and the uh, the the hyper beam guy in Shanks's crew also has those teeth, which uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's related. To also, the fruit, though. <laughs> something I forgot to bring up when we talked about the movie that we don't need to discuss, but it's a. Uh, I don't remember Shanks having a, a guy with a monkey in a screw. <laughs> That's just something I noticed in the movie at those setup episodes. Like, I don't remember this guy. Is it just because too, I'm too distracted by the more memorable members like Rue and Yasop? Or have they just kind of snuck in a guy with a monkey into I think they. I think they might have just snuck in Monkey Man. <laughs> I, I remember noticing him as well when I was watching that stuff. It certainly didn't come up in the episode, but... <laughs> Problem is, I've also just, like, seen the trailer for The Fablemans, the new Spielberg movie. It comes out in, like, a couple weeks. Um, And there's a part in that trailer where the mom gets a monkey, and they're like, why did you get a monkey? And she's like, because I needed a laugh. And it's such, it's so, like, I I just think about it now every time I see a monkey in anything. So now I'm imagining that exact exchange with, like, Shanks being like, why did you get a monkey to his crew member? (laughs) And then being like, I don't know, I needed a laugh. So I got a monkey. (laughs) That's a joke just for me. Best kind of joke. That's a lot of the jokes that I tell on this podcast. So I'm glad that you think it's the best kind of joke. I mean, that's my entire ethos when it comes to making things in any creative sense. It's like, well, if I don't like it, then what's the point? Yeah. If I don't like it, then it's not good. <laughs> but yeah, so now they're all just kind of like watching Kaido be a dragon. Uh, Kinemon's like, why is he over Curry? And Law's like, yeah, Luffy and Zoro were fucking around. And uh, Sanji gets really mad. It's like, why didn't you do anything? And Nami's like, no, this, this is our fault. 
We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and me like, oh yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> Luffy did fuck up. Sorry, dude. Yeah, Sanji like apologizes and they chill out, which is you know growth across the board. <laughs> but Law explains that like he's also he, Law thinks that Kaido is actually after Luffy and Law, the two of them together, because they picked a fight with him through Punk Hazard and Dressrosa, capturing Caesar and destroying the sad stuff and destroying the factory and, and Dressrosa. Getting uh, Doflamingo arrested. All bad for Kaido. Um, so Luffy's like, oh, I'll just run in and fight him then. And get him off the, the collective trail here. And Law says that he'll go too. Because if it's just them, maybe they can get this alleviated without the rest of the plan being ruined or anyone else getting involved. Law also mentioned that Luffy is like already involved with people here. And is like, yeah, he like helped a kid or some shit. <laughs> Fucking asshole. This is what happens when pirates do good things, is what he, he says does, later. does say that as well. <laughs> yeah, d- down in the town, we see Shooting Maru try to run away, but Kaido like sort of slithers over and is like, I remember you from the old days. If you join me, I'll just forget about everything. And he's like, he's doing like the, he's a, he's a flying dragon, right? Yeah. He is still doing the equivalent of stumbling <laughs> drunkenly. Yeah. And they, they do, it's just very slight, but you can still see he has a flushed face while he's a dragon, which I think is a fun detail. Yeah, he's like the most badass guy we've ever seen in One Piece. <laughs> and his introductions are like trying to kill himself or being like inebriated and just a dumbass and laughing <laughs> and burping. <laughs> yeah. I find that very compelling. He does burp a couple times, and like the the the, the raw exhale like is intoxicating. <laughs> it's also interesting that like <laughs> how much do you think a guy like that has to drink to get drunk? Because he's like massive. Well, I, I'm thinking he's a lightweight because I don't think anytime we've seen Zoro drink, he's gotten like drunk. He's just been like, ah, oh, hell yeah, beer. All right, so it's very funny to imagine Kaido being a lightweight. I do want to explore that bit material. I, I, I just had one seltzer. Yeah, destroys I, a village. I, I do think that's one of those uh, just like small little things that uh, you see more in like Japanese media of like little character quirks that show through things. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. on a previous recording, Ryu from Street Fighter is scared of spiders and it comes up sometimes. Like I can see it being a thing for Kaido that he's just a lightweight. Like, I mean, he, for someone, for someone of his size, he's a lightweight. Like he goes through a barrel and he's drunk more than like <laughs> Blackbeard, like the same amount to get Blackbeard drunk would knock Kaido out is what I think. <laughs> That's how they're going to beat Kaido, is that Zoro's going to try and drink him under the table. (laughs) I bet he could do it. I also... Luffy doesn't drink... Do we see Luffy drink that much? Did he even drink the ceremonial sake cup? I like. I don't think he likes drinking very much. Because I was gonna say, if there's anyone else I can see being a lightweight, because it's funny, it would be Luffy. Because that would be mm-hmm. very funny. <laughs> well, I almost wonder if him having like no effect would be funnier. Hmm. Be like, oh, maybe it's the, maybe it's because I get I'm immune to poison. <laughs> yeah. No, Luffy. <laughs> Luffy's drunk at the party, and then someone goes, "Luffy, you're not drunk. You're just pretending." He's like. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's like the first time someone smokes weed. And they just they just sort of play along. Yeah. Confused. Um, yeah, so what else happens in this fucking episode? Um Oh yeah, so so around this time, Jack realizes that Kaido is drunk. And he's like, Alright, we gotta make sure that this town doesn't get like completely destroyed because it's part of our workforce. <laughs> it's like these are valuable in our factories, so we don't want everyone to die. 
Kiku mentions that Suru is in this town. So Kinemon's like, ah, shit. I guess I'll go down. So they go down to try and save her. Law catches up with Luffy and sort of complains that all this is his fault. This is what you get for helping a child. How dare you? <laughs> um, and Luffy's like, I'll simply stop Kaido. <laughs> yeah. Look, all of this, all of this ends if I beat him now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Luffy, you've never seen the One Piece arc before. I have. I know how this goes. You're going to get nerfed. It's, it's, I would say that this is maybe the most engaging time that this kind of thing has happened, though. The uh, well, the thing with this is like it, it felt more like it as it was going on because they don't skip ahead. Luffy does confront Kaido and they fight. It doesn't feel one-sided completely which i think is a really good choice because it it shows like interesting because like one i mean you could attribute to like kaido's drunk so like he might not be at full strength but it's like yeah if if you're reading at the time and you're seeing luffy get huge hits on kaido and like uh (laughs) or watching like as it's coming out and you don't know manga spoilers like He's getting good hits and seeming like it's doing something. You might be thinking, "Oh shit, they're just gonna wrap this up really quick." Actually, it's gonna be it's gonna be like different. Like <laughs> they're skipping all this. There's been so much buildup that like that's the that's the arc through Kaido. Like <laughs> that's probably what I'd be thinking. Is like, "Oh shit!" Like <laughs> I guess he's just doing it. Damn. I don't know that I would because I just don't expect One Piece to surprise me in that way. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. I I think about interesting points in the manga where I'm like, people just genuinely didn't know what was going to happen next, which is kind of, I think we're kind of in one now, <laughs> week to week for the foreseeable future. But yeah, no, I mean, it's very different than, say, Luchi just flicking Luffy out, like, across an island. Yeah. Which is what happened at the, that turning point in, uh, in uh, Water 7. But yeah, no, Luffy does get some good hits in. And I think I, uh, there's probably some conversation about this. where, And especially considering this ends with Kaido, like, one-shotting Luffy. Once he finally really, like, stands up and fights back, it's over. I, I think to some extent, if Kaido was sober, this wouldn't really be a contest at this point in time. But also, I th- it's also hard to say, because I'm like, well, if Kaido was sober, I don't know that he goes here at all. So... <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Luffy can hit pretty hard, and also Kaido can just kind of take hits for for fucking days. So I don't know. It's Luffy's not a, a stamina guy, you know. <laughs> Fundamentally, I don't know if Luffy wins a fight against Kaido without losing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this with the card game, where I was like, yeah, no, it it feels like an accurate perform like. Uh, performance of fighting with the straw hats only you don't just get a second wind at some point <laughs> yeah. but anyways yes that is getting a little a little hell of herself yeah so what else uh happens oh yeah i mean like luffy just decides that he's just gonna fight kaido himself and just end it right now hawkins in the town goes up to kaido and says hey um luffy's at odin castle so you should go there and he's like oh okay and he does <laughs> like how did you come up with that how did you know he's like oh i just told him he would sit because uh he's like no he's he hawkins thinks he's lying yeah and he's like yeah but orochi is like scared of ghosts and shit up there so like two birds one stone yeah there's uh there's weird lights and stuff that are coming up it's a weird symbol of hope for the like dissidents in our country we just take care of some shit and Kaido's not gonna rampage more in town. Like he's gonna feel satisfied. It's very strange that two of the um emperors are like 
people that you can that you have to temper down. <laughs> like all their crew has to work to temper them down when they get out of control. And they're the old ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Whitebeard was ever like this, or if he would have been if he lasted another two years. <laughs> yeah. Or if like I don't know, uh, Shanks can get like this. Shanks does get drunk, is my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> we do see him party. I feel Shanks strikes me as the guy who has to be the most sober person at the party. So. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. We haven't seen I just I have to make assumptions with how little we've seen him. Anyways, yeah, Kaido just just goes straight to uh Odin Castle and does a move called Blast Breath and just obliterates the straw hats. They're all fucking dead. Yeah. For, for reals. It certainly looks like it. Like, they really do put effort into, like, <laughs> yeah. the scenes where, like, oh, Nami turns to just outlines and then they fade away. Like, it looks yeah. just like when Django blew himself up. Yeah. Um, And Luffy gets mad at this. Luffy yells. Hard to imagine. It's interesting. I joked about this with the, the, the Paramecia host as well, that, like, oh, Luffy just shows up and ruins everything. Like, that's kind of Wano Act 1. Like, oh, all of this plan was possible because Luffy wasn't here. He shows up and yeah. all goes to fucking shit. It's funny. Like, making fun of Luffy in this way. I kind of forgot these, a couple plot beats in here where I'm like, oh, I cut him a little bit more slack for being emotional. I forgot that Odin Castle gets destroyed. I forgot about, like, the the Otama plot beat as well. Where I'm like, okay, I, 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 you know, Luffy does try and hit Kaido once and then run away. <laughs> he does. Even after the Odin Castle thing. It's, it's yeah. the Otama thing where he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to beat this guy up. Yeah. And then he gets clocked to shit. Spoilers for like 20 minutes from now in the discussion, but <laughs> episode 914, Shutamaru tells his gang to go home without him. I don't know what he's planning on doing here, but he's like, going to do something. Luffy vibrates himself into gear second out of pure rage, runs uh, towards Kaido. Kaido is slowly destroying the town, um, but Luffy, like, jumps up and does a giant punch. This is, I mean, this is their meeting. Like, it's not really their meeting, because that's in, like, the next episode when Luffy comes back again. Yeah, no, I mean, this is their first interaction is Luffy just, like, jumping out of the sky with a giant elephant gun. And, um, yeah, no, it clocks him. Like, it actually knocks him into the ground, which seems to be surprising to most of the people here. It was surprising to me. Yeah, well, you've also been built up, too, because everyone <laughs> talks about Kaido as being the strongest fucking hunk of meat in the world. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I think the sobriety has a big part in this exchange. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, no, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's an exciting run. I think it's very cool that he does get, like, genuine hits on him for a while, and then just suddenly it's over. <laughs> um, like that's a fun dynamic too that like you said we really haven't seen Luffy get hits the first time he fights somebody yeah I'm trying to think Luchi's the one that comes to mind but I'm trying to think of any other I'm like in my mind I'm like yeah Luffy gets nerfed all the time and now I'm like against who <laughs> like I'm trying to remember I can't remember an early Moria fight hey that, that one's more about ores I think it's true yeah I like Thriller Bark a lot though um, probably because it is different in all those ways. Crocodile obviously kills Luffy. Yeah, Enel uh, sends Luffy to hell because he's God. Yes, forgot about that until we rewatched the movie. <laughs> so when we were watching the movie, I was like, "God, oh, Luffy just uh, gets on the arc and then they fight and then it's over." But no, he gets yeah. knocked down with the fucking giant ball on his hand. Yeah, yeah, and then Luchi, and then not 
I don't think Thriller Bark really counts. And then, I mean, Saba Odi is essentially the ultimate version of that. Because <laughs> you probably think that's what's happening when you're wa- like watching it or reading it the first time. But then they just get genuinely separated. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, Impel Down does that as well. Yeah, because he has to literally recover from like being poisoned to death. <laughs> don't think that's in Fishman Island. It is in Punk Hazard. Sorry, I'm just actually going through this in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Dress Rosa, I would say it's a little different because it's more so that Law gets killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Law gets like shot in the street. Couldn't tell you what happened in Whole Cake. <laughs> but yeah, so Luffy's like getting, getting some hits in. Uh, Kinemon also sees that the castle got destroyed. He goes into town to find Suru and Okiku's like, I'll go to the castle and make sure everyone's okay. Also worth mentioning that when Kaido's body like falls after Luffy punching him, it still just keeps doing damage to the city. Like, it's not really, it doesn't really stop things no. the, because he's so fucking big. Just don't fight him over a town, maybe. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the common thing in Dragon Ball whenever stuff's taking place on Earth. Goku's like, let's go, let's go and fight somewhere else because we're going to cause a lot of destruction when we fight. Mm-hmm. Sensible guy, that Goku. Um, also, somewhere in here you see, like, uh, Speed get, like, knocked aside as well. Not really Yeah. sure how she got here, in the, but it doesn't matter. Um, because Luffy sees her, and Kaido is waking up. Luffy is like, hey, what happened? Where's Otama? And Speed's like, oh, we, I didn't get her home in time because Kaido showed up. And we see like a flashback of Kaido being like, hey, you work for me. What are you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> she tries to offend Otama, but they get knocked down somehow. They don't really, you don't really see the exchange, probably because there's no way to draw Kaido doing anything that doesn't make you think Otama's fucking dead. <laughs> and she's not. <laughs> I mean, they want us to think that she is. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I guess it's just, just enough that Luffy maybe thinks. Yeah. Yeah, that happened and is bad. Um, so now Luffy is very much like, okay, I'm going to go and hit Kaido again. Because <laughs> I think he was running away. And he like, there's a th- moment where he thinks to himself, uh, oh, I'm sure my crew's fine. I'm sure they made it out. Something or another. But now he's just thinking about beating up Kaido. Law tries to drag him away and he's like, no. This is actually where Luffy says, if I just beat him, it's all over. <laughs> to which I reply, LOL. LMAO, even. <laughs> and Luffy walks up and says, I'm Luffy, I'm going to be king of the pirates. And now, that's the thing, is like, Kaido didn't know what hit him before. He wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. And now he's like, wait, you're Luffy? <laughs> this little guy? This rubber boy I heard about on a podcast that I was Yo, to. ho, ho. Oh, yeah, Kaido's a big fan. <laughs> Should get him on for an ep. Yeah. Do shots with Kaido. <laughs> Hell yeah. One piece drinking game with Kaido. <laughs> but uh yeah, so he does a blast. Kaido does a blast breath. Doesn't see I mean Luffy just kind of jumps out of the smoke and they clash and fight a little bit. Law says, okay, now genuinely everything's fucked. <laughs> there's 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 no coming back from this point. And then uh elephant gatling gun into the to be continued. And the next episode, 915, begins with Kaido just kind of taking it. Yeah, this was, I was surprised that he could get so many of these punches on him. It's crazy. But he never falls down. He just, like, he'll, he'll maybe take a couple steps back, but he, he's, like, genuinely yeah. taking all of them. And he's, Eventually, like, obzo- he gets The launched. thing that, like, sticks out to me, too, is that he's, like, he's taking the hits, and he's not, like, blocking them or, like, dodging in cool way or anything. He's just <laughs> taking, taking punches. Yeah. 
He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't turned, well, he's a big dragon. I was going to say, he hasn't even turned into a guy yet. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he never really, like, gets pushed back, and then, like, Luffy gets blown back by an exhale. Not a great sign (laughs) about these two matching up. Um, Gets hit by a tail whip. Uh, No, he dodges the tail whip and uh, does some more big attacks. Yeah, and he, he is able to, like, ground a Kaido again. Like, he hits him again, and this is when he turns into a guy. And, again, this is kind of like Jack. Somehow this is worse. Somehow him turning into a guy is worse. <laughs> I guess, like, what what it is with, with, with them is that th- they still have that imposing... Like, the, the negatives you have from, like, being giant. Like, you're, e- you're easy to hit. Like, you have big area, and you're going to be in some way slower. Now you have more coherence, so you just go. Like, you can chase him down, smack him with your club. It's like, um, Piccolo. Piccolo can make himself giant, but he doesn't do it because... It just makes him big. Like it doesn't. He does. His speed doesn't scale to his size or anything. So he's just big. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff that technically comes with the um the sort of dragonness. I do think that's why he's his skin is so thick. I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure hockey's. I'm sure hockey's part of it too. But like the dude, really is just a <laughs> infinite punching bag in this arc. <laughs> yeah. And also when he does the Thunder Bagua sort of attack, it's it's the same color as the thunder in the clouds when he's up there in the dragon. Uh, yeah. So I think that's attached to it. Um it's very, you know, it's a it's a mythical zone. It's it's not just like what you <laughs> might think some sort of biological idea of a dragon is. There's other yeah. stuff attached to it. Uh, much like uh, Momonosuke's dragon can make little clouds to walk on. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so they uh he turns into a guy and there's uh he's still stumbling. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's like, he's not like not even like walking straight. Luffy goes gear four, gets punched in the face, but doesn't like doesn't fall down just standing there. And uh, Kaido just takes punches and, and like Gatling hits for for days. It feels like he does finally get launched by one of them. Everyone does seem shocked by this. Um, but I do think like it really is just kind of a, a Kaido sobering up thing. Yeah, um, I rewatching it this time it struck me as a reversal of the bellamy stuff because it's just like luffy unloading and then just immediately the soon as kaido like hits oh yeah it's just it's over um because that's what happens here now um luffy is like charging in to do an attack kaido does his thunder bagua attack um very specific animation the way it like follows the the club and the arm in his face and whatever but he swings it, clocks Luffy in the face, and he goes from, like, in rage, wrapped up, to flying across the town into the mountain and deflating unconscious. <laughs> Just in the one in the one hit. He's done. He's, he's bleeding out in the street. And Law is like, oh, I should, I should save him. I gotta get him. I gotta get my boy. <laughs> but uh, Hawkins shoots him with a hockey nail. That, yeah. Or, uh, no, not a hockey nail. Um, sea prism a, stone. Sea, yeah, sea prism because, stone. Because uh, sea prism originates in Wano, is what he says, and the yeah. craftsmiths in Wano are the only people who are good enough to like make those kinds of things. Yeah, make it? them like that small. I think yeah. is the idea, and like concentrated rather than just like bars of shit. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, Smoker's had it in his weapon for so long that it's not like wasn't difficult for me to understand. Yeah. <laughs> that is, it's a nail with uh with sea prism stone in it. Um but Law like sort of barely escapes. Hawkins says he's gonna chase him and doesn't really seem to. Um and here's what I like, especially on a fucking rewatch. 
Kaido's saying that, like, even though he's un- like Luffy is unconscious, he can still feel him glaring at him. He's like, I, he's like, his, his, and he, in the, the next episode, he uh, manages to use Conqueror's hockey unconscious. And I love that about Luffy, that his raw willpower, like, doesn't turn off when he's not able to move. Like, when he's basically, I'm assuming, unconscious. Yeah. That's such a standout thing, the way they're animating, like, hockey. It looks... <laughs> All the shit in this show looks so fucking good. Like, even even in parts yeah. where shit doesn't need to look good. Does Shutenmaru and Jack having their spat need to look good? No. Does it? Yes, it looks way cooler than you'd expect it to look. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. No, yeah, Wano has a really high, like, baseline, even. Even if not every episode, like, is a new, like, on, like, holy shit moment. Like, that uh, Red Hawk we talked about last time. It's still just always pretty good. There's a there's a fight I'm really excited to for you to get to <laughs> in Act 2 that I remember was, like, a high watermark for a while and act three just kind of keeps delivering them. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, shit's great. Um, but yeah, uh, all looks good. Um, I, this episode ends with a, a nice exchange too, where I, Kaido's just like, what did you say you were going to be the king of? And then it's like, to be continued. <laughs> I don't know. Have like, we talked about how we've seen Luffy get clocked 500 fucking times to get <laughs> yeah. nerfed. I'm like, this is, this, I don't know what it is about this one that feels the most severe. Because, like, I just said that Luffy was, like, poisoned to general, like, death. And he also, like, obviously got the, the hit that gave him the scar. But, I don't know, there's something about, like, the pe- like, the people trying to, like, drag him away and being like, oh, he's covered in blood, gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That makes it feel a little darker or more severe maybe it's just the blood maybe that's just it one piece isn't usually a very like bloody show and even then it doesn't usually acknowledge it well with the exception maybe of uh the crocodile fight yeah when it when it's like hard to avoid it in a way <laughs> like or when yeah. it helps to like yeah no i mean that's the thing is that there's plenty of examples of it like characters bleeding or spitting out <laughs> blood or blah 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 or all this i guess it's just you never really hear anybody talk about it. It's a uh, like you never hear Chopper go, "Oh God, you're fucking soaked, bro." It's a, it's a it's a storytelling thing. It's it's legitimately something they use in wrestling to like sell a match or a story. Is like, yeah, mo- it works mo- on me. Mo- so. mo- most of the shit that they do like is not gonna bust you open unless you like do it on accident. So like when someone is bleeding in a match, there's a good chance what they did when the cameras weren't on them or when they were like on the ground where no one can see what they're doing, they pull a razor blade out and they cut open yeah like part part of their forehead because it causes like blood vessels are close sorry to anyone who this is gross to i should have said that first but causes the blood to like go down on your face and it has a stunning visual and especially with like in the 80s and stuff when a lot of character uh, a lot of guys like bleach their hair like rick flair loved it because it made his hair like it blended mm. with his hair really nice and I it bet, adds yeah. like drama and stakes to it he's like oh he's he's fucked up holy shit that's like Surely- that's intense <laughs> Why do they? Why would they rather have like hidden blades than capsules or packets of blood? Um, it's hard to get it to flow in a way that looks realistic too. Ah, oh, damn. But it's it's also one of those things where it's like when you're I just, I, I would I would not do it. I simply wouldn't do it. I don't think <laughs> I, I would either, not wrestle. But it's it's one. Of, I think it's also one of those like adrenaline things where like it doesn't hurt. Like that's the other thing. It's like because it's a it's like a pretty 
like surface cut it doesn't hurt a lot because of the adrenaline mm. and that also makes the blood flow really well that's why when you see like crazy ladder matches and stuff whenever they talk about it's like you don't feel it till like the next day <laughs> damn that's fucked up working working hard for their performances though you gotta gotta give it to them yeah episode 916 <laughs> kaido says lock up luffy until a spirit breaks and then he'll work for kaido you think that's gonna happen <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> If there's anyone who's not gonna, who's not gonna have their spirit broken to work for Kaido, it's gonna, it's Luffy. You can't imagine one person who would last longer than Luffy. His whole deal is spirit. Yeah. And it's like, also, <laughs> but I mean, let Kaido dream, I guess. Also, the whole, the thing I see this whole time is like, it's probably not a good idea to put Luffy and Kid in the same jail cell so they're not gonna do that they're gonna be smart enough well, to not do that right <laughs> they don't know <laughs> also mean, they've all got uh their like shackles on anyway with their uh sea prism stone cuffs so i mean they can still scheme together like i don't know i don't want i don't want to take that chance if i'm running that jail you're you're <laughs> suggesting that kid and luffy on their own can communicate and agree on anything <laughs> I mean, law's not, not there I'm no not one else, no adults are in the room hey as far as i know kid might be like a little more mature than luffy even though his name's kid <laughs> i mean I don't, in the sense that he could murder more people but i don't know if that's a sign of maturity some people probably think so um i don't know we'll have to wait and watch acts two to to see how that goes but it, well, that's how this episode ends, is them ending up together. But before that, um, we do see Luffy yeah, releases Conqueror's Hockey without waking up. Um, Shooting Maru is still here to sense it and say, just like Odin. Um, because, of course, of course, Odin had Conqueror's Hockey. He's important and showing up now. Kaido's pissed about this. He's like, we don't need any more fucking people with this power. We can't have this many kings, supreme kings. What's the deal with that? What's the deal? With so many, so many Supreme Kings. <laughs> what if Kaido sounded like Jerry Seinfeld? That should I mean, be their. I, I know that they already have a dub voice, but what if it? It's not too late to change it. Kaido, Kaido seems like a guy who would be good to have a bit where his voice doesn't match. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they can pull it off with like a big bad like that lasts this long. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Works for Pika, who also does not talk very much. <laughs> no, that's the thing is that like I don't know if that works if he talks more. Oda's still drawing weird-looking guys, though. <laughs> so, um, so this, you never really know. I'm very. There's a character that showed up just in the chapter I read this morning that came out. Um, set our <laughs> Discord on fire. Yeah, I was gonna say, is, is that the weirdest-looking guy that Oda's ever made? Is that why everyone's going crazy? I. W that's not why everyone's going crazy, but it <laughs> might be the weirdest guy he's drawn. It's 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 also just one that I'm like, oh, how long ago did he come up with this? <laughs> Like that's the, that's the level of reveal it is. <laughs> um, you and yeah, you of course posted the uh, tails gets trolled face as you do every like basically every week. It feels like because every chapter has been like this for a oh, while. Oh, I forgot I forgot to post it in there. When you're listening to this episode in like two weeks, everyone, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on, hold I'm, on. I'm, I'm going to uh, the Discord channel for we are watching OP. Going to the art channel. I just put it where, in oh shit. <laughs> Law gets trolled. <laughs> Who made that? Did you find someone? I just I tweeted it out and some of the follows me uh, <laughs> tweeted it out. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Twitter user Bizarro DF. 
I think he lives in my area, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, if Twitter's still around when this episode comes out, um, <laughs> yeah. go, we'll, we'll retweet it. <laughs> if the FTC hasn't it? shut it down. Um. Yeah, we are, it's already retweeted on the WeR account, so um, <laughs> okay. we'll do it again, though. When it, when it, <laughs> I couldn't remember if I did it from the WeR account. Yeah, you, you, you hit both. Good job. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically what happens in this yeah. in this chunk of episodes. Uh, it's a lot of like I spent months uh, figuring this plan out and Luffy tweeted it. <laughs> Luffy just tweeted yeah, the plan. Basically, he just tweeted out, I'm going to be king of the pirates at Kaido. Yeah. yeah, we should. We have to make an emoji of that for the Discord. We need to up our Discord emoji game in general, though. We only have like four. Yeah, I, that's something I'm like bad at because all the ones in my like I don't I don't want to say personal Discord, uh, because it's not like <laughs> that makes it sound different than what it is. And then when I say it's Your my group chat that it, you add, it's basically to. what it is. And it's all, but it's also saying like the easiest way to put it is my IRL friend Discord, but also. Mm-hmm. Uh, like two of the people in the Discord live near me, but there are separate people that I know from people I know online. So it's like I don't know how else to put these people I know. I I, I know the vibe though. It's it's easier because like, I have a similar group chat. So the the origin of them is people I I I've known for since like high school is like most yeah. of them, and then by extension friends I have made through knowing them. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, and sometimes you make a server for that <laughs> instead of a group chat. Because <laughs> then we can have uh, fun emojis like uh, a cringe sniffing dog or Alex Jones with a, with a Tekken character's hair. Sounds great. That sounds so fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we'll get some some emojis in there at some point. I should steal the Paramecia ones. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's what I do. I stole the Morbius Discord emoji. Fuck yes. <laughs> That's so good. Which shouts um, out okay. to the Morbius Discord. Uh, one of their custom Shout emojis to- is a trans flag. So fuck yeah, it's Morbin time. Yeah. Um, that's what I say when I trans my gender. <laughs> okay, so Law got away. Speaking of Law getting trolled. Oh, also first Kaido flies away. <laughs> Kaido flies away. He's like, I'm sober now. This shit sucks. Um, Law hobbles into the woods. Hawkins is like, damn, I didn't move from this spot, and he got away. Anyways, I guess I'll oversee Luffy getting captured. Kinemon sees that Suru is fine. He's treating somebody else's wounds. So he's like, oh, good. And then he sees uh, Maru slash Asura Doji walk away or leave. So confirmation of him being around. And uh, Okiku goes up to where the castle was destroyed. And what do you know? What? Everyone's just safely in a sinkhole, <laughs> which I would have probably called bullshit on. But it's Shinobu's power which is to make stuff age rapidly. So she like turned the ground around them into a sinkhole. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I can make stuff more mature. And someone's like, yeah, everything she touches rots. <laughs> Two different approaches on just time passing. <laughs> she has that. This is her introduction. Essentially. She doesn't just kind of put here. Um, I'm, I, I guess because of her saving everyone is probably the main reason you introduce her now and not oh, yeah. in act <laughs> two. But she didn't really get a lot of time to, you know, be fleshed out. I want her to have a showdown with uh, Jewelry Bonnie. That would be <laughs> She's sick, making yeah. Bonnie get old and she just keeps making herself young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that would work. I wonder how that would interact with Bonnie's fruit. Like, which one would trump the other? It's kind of like um, in this next episode, we're going to see someone who can just turn into whatever vision, like whatever they want to look like. And I'm like... 
That makes Bond and Clay's power fucking useless. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that in the, in the next episode. We still have another one to go after this. But yeah, so they're safe in the sinkhole. We got like a flashback to it. Um, Dog Storm finds Otama and the minks are mad at Kaido for hurting a kid. How could you do this to a kid? <laughs> That's what uh, Dog Storm says. And uh, Luffy's corpse is just kind of dragged through the, the wasteland, the desert of curry and the news is spread through town and it's finally time jory that you get to see the straw hats make the face <laughs> frankie robin and usopp react to the news of luffy's captures and boy do they have something to say about it <laughs> this is this is oda reading Go- golden kamui and be like oh i need to do this yeah it's funny as i i was th- uh Talking about film red with Blockwas as this was going on, so just in the middle of, of a con of talking about like the music, I just sent like Robin making that face. It's I think the the like more surprising one is Robin making the face. <laughs> like, I think she should like her finding it is is really funny because she's the last one I expect to make that that wild of a face, and yet she's the second one to do it. I think she does yeah, it before it, Usa. It, she should have been the third, I think, but. <laughs> it still works really well. Yeah, she's not the that's not the only three people who do it though, because we also cut to Zoro making the face because he had wasabi. <laughs> I like wasabi when he busts rhymes. <laughs> Zoro does have a tendency of losing his shirt and getting lost in general. Um, he's on a boat. He also gets the news while he's here that Luffy got kidnapped and he's pissed off about it. But people who have seen this before might recognize someone's big dumb smile on this boat, but he doesn't actually talk in this scene. So, just a I guess <laughs> for you to recognize if you know him, huh. we'll probably you know Zoro will probably talk to him in like the next two episodes. I'm assuming, but um, yeah. So Zoro learns about this news. We see uh, we go now to the jail. There's like a factory that Luffy's gonna get taken to in uh, Udon, the Udon territory of of Wano. Don't remember exactly how far this is from Curry, but it's out in the wasteland. It looks like we go to this random one. And uh, we see in a jail cell, we see two big eyes watching. That big set of eyes gets fed a poisoned fish. And the guy is like, why are we bring poisoned fish to this thing every day? It's like, yeah, it's like supposed to kill the guy, but he just keeps eating them. He's been doing this for years. And uh, it's like, why do we got to take the bones out? And you learn in a minute, it's because if you don't, because he gets distracted, puts, throws the fish in without deboning it. And then the bones come out as a weapon, as a blow dart. But uh, so that's just set up here at the introduction to the uh, to the the factory. But the reason he got distracted is that Luffy showed up. They dragged Luffy in. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fuck you up, newbie, new guy, newcomer. Um, Someone goes to swing at Luffy. That's actually when the fishbone gets launched in their throat. And they're like, ah, shit. Shouldn't have given him the bones. (laughs) Should have taken the bones out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucked up again. So then Luffy is thrown in a cell. Yes, someone else is here. And uh, they notice each other and say the exact same dialogue about how they're going to get Kaido. And yes, Luffy and Eustace Captain Kid are together. This is the beginning of someone's fanfic. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, also, a blue-haired lady in a mask plays us out of uh, as the curtains come down and end Act 1 of Wano. D- do you think? Do you think she, she has? She got pronouns. Do she got pronouns? I, I yeah, I think so. That's a, that's you know required with uh, blue hair. 
I can't I, just have I, blue hair and not have pronouns. It, it wasn't a joke back when uh, we talked about Water 7, but uh, just imagine that we made a joke about Spandam saying, of course you have blue hair and pronouns to Frankie. <laughs> yeah, Frankie, absolutely. Frankie doesn't know what pronouns are. <laughs> Frankie Frankie is like himbo trans, because I definitely have, like, I, I love to, you know, view him through that lens and all this other stuff, literally building his body, much like how many people, some people have written about Frankenstein in general. As as that sort of uh, mm. metaphor, and his name is Frankie, but I also just kind of think he's too dumb to really get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like it's it's a thing that I do that's that's unique to me. Is I I wasn't happy with my with my body, so I changed it to fit my 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 the image, and I was like, no, that's like a thing. He's like, oh shit, what? Huh? Yeah, like no, Frankie, you made your nipples light up. <laughs> We need, to, we need to talk about this. Plus, this now, now that there actually are like trans characters who are normal, maybe maybe Frankie can have that conversation. Although, have we talked about if Ivan Cobb's power would work on Frankie because he's made of metal? I don't know if we have, but we should uh, also because I think Frankie would be like, "Hell yeah, I'll try that." Why wouldn't I? So I don't, actually, I don't know. Sometimes Frankie is kind of dumb about masculinity. Here, here's the thing that this works really well. Is because it's just the front of Frankie that's metal. Uh, something is that, about, is that still true post time skip though? I don't know, but there's something we could do about hormone shots in the butt. <laughs> with, with oh Frankie. sure, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. That's yeah, where it works. Absolutely could. <laughs> with Ivankov, I just uh, a funny bit would be uh, Ivankov uses it on Zoro, and somehow Zoro's like tits get smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow or just are the same yeah oh yeah just doesn't look any different <laughs> yeah sir, what else? that's the end of that episode scene 916 uh act one of wano's done did you think that you were that close to the end of act one like maybe the or like i don't know maybe maybe after luffy died <laughs> oh after luffy got knocked out i was like oh this is probably the end of the first act because i know there's acts but i i, I like the presentation of like having the uh like kabuki theater type thing with uh, someone playing the shamisen to uh end the act that's really cool yeah i think it also just like helps the pacing in general like there's uh, maybe it's just fucking placebo effect essentially but i'm just like oh no this is a great time to like break and shift focus which i'm like would it have gone exactly the same even if they didn't have the big title card and the curtains and all the other stuff but um it helps also to do it they do an episode that doesn't take place at wano in between so yeah maybe that's maybe that's part of it too that it just feels like oh okay I, there's sort of like we'll, we'll reassess <laughs> where things are at after this significant moment yeah so like with nine seventeen being stuff going on elsewhere it's nice to like see that the world is moving while they're in this trapped in this place. It it I think it helps show the isolation of Wano while also showing that like shit is really in motion outside of stuff. It's not it's stuff that Boy, like is, it. is urgent and not like oh, we'll tell you after Luffy uh defeats Doflamingo all the stuff that's been going on. Or like <laughs> once they're done at Whole Cake we'll tell you what what's been going on elsewhere. Yeah. Like, that's this, the thing this, about this having urgency Luffy... to it. Like that's the thing about having the straw hats and everybody here where there's no outside interaction during fucking the reverie. Like it's, it's really great that those like line up 
in, in at those times. Obviously, that's you know by design, but I don't know. It's just it's interesting. And then yeah, you do get to check in in between these acts. Um, but yeah, so one more episode nine seventeen. Let's look at the rest of the world for a bit. You know, the news is going out. It's like four days into Reverie, I think they say at this moment. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I I don't know if like. You know, that cuts into the two weeks time or not. It doesn't really matter, but... What if they, uh, um, <laughs> they, they reveal that, uh, Wano has time dilation? <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's the fucking time chamber. <laughs> Wano actually moves backwards through time. <laughs> while everything else moves forward. This is actually 20 years before Odin. Um, no, we go to Spooky Island. If you remember where Zoro trained. It's actually yeah. called just like Gloom Island, I think. It's yeah, even... I think that's a translated... It's like Gloom Island in the that ho- home of the Muggy Kingdom or something like that. Mm, <laughs> they like, have balls there. It's just that's what I was thinking at first. Is like, oh hell yeah, the Muggy Ball. This is where the ball originates. This is where Muggy got his balls from. <laughs> it's just the kingdom. Uh, it's it's the Goth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mihawk still lives here, and Perona still lives here. Um, I accidentally typed Persona in my notes. I'm just now realizing. <laughs> But she tries, he's like reading the news. She tries to bring him some breakfast and he's like, I don't care. And she's mad. They have a great dynamic in yeah. that she, she's doing 80% of the things and he just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but she sees that Moria is alive in the news, at least for now. Um, and she argues with Mihawk. She's like, I'm going to go leave and find him. I can't believe you didn't tell me. And <laughs> he's Mihawk's like, I like, don't give a shit about him. Like, I don't care. No, he <laughs> means nothing to me. Nothing means anything to me. He doesn't even have a sword. Like, why would I worry about him if he don't no. got a sword? <laughs> Mihawk's such an interesting guy. I cannot wait to spend, like, w- the next time we see him, to spend, like, a little bit of time learning what's going on in his fucking head. And maybe the answer is nothing. Maybe that's it. But that's, it's hard to say. That's why he's the perfect uh, second dad to Zoro. Mm-hmm. Third dad, I mean. Because whoever his actual parents are, who knows? Maybe. But, but who the guy knows? at the dojo. Maybe Zoro doesn't have parents. It's really, you know what? So many people thought we were going to know in Wano, and I hate to... <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, that's the thing. It's like, oh, surely, yeah, it's like he'll have some, like, lineage... That'll go back here, and it's like, no, he's no, just a guy. It's better that that way. Yeah, no, he just got lost one day. He's not even from One Piece. <laughs> yeah, he's from he's uh, some oh, fucking shit. Rioni Kenshin or something. Yeah, I was gonna say Oda trained at under. He like was an understudy for the Rioni Kenshin guy. That's probably what Zoro and uh, he just stole him. And Ryoma are. It's like, <laughs> isn't Ryoma in Monsters as well? Is wasn't that something we talked about? Yeah, because that's what that's what he originally comes from. Is from that manga, but it's like it's they're definitely inspired by his uh time uh. Being an understudy for the Rurouni Kenshin guy, I bet. Like, <laughs> well, he is just like a samurai. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, Mihawk's dumb as shit. Uh, <laughs> or at least that's the vibe I get after watching this again. Um, but she's gonna. Perona wants to go find Moria, and Mihawk's like, "Oh, be safe." That touches her in her dead heart, and she's yeah, like, I, I was "But he let me stay that. here." As far as he was like that to that level, he wasn't just like, "Okay, bye." Like him going, yeah. "Be safe." I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. Good big, guy, em- big emotional leap for me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He also says it's maybe a good time to leave because there was a scary topic. Not he doesn't say scary, but there is there was an interesting topic at the Reverie that has him alert, um, which you can probably guess because it's what Fujitora directly said he wanted to do. Yeah, the last time we saw them, 
we go now to Full of Lead, which I, this is the first time we've seen this place, right? I think so. I remember wanting to reference it on one of the 500 episodes we did the Paramecia recently. And I was like, oh, we haven't seen that yet, so I won't bring it up. But um, I don't even remember now what I was going to say. Quickly reveals itself to be not just a paradise for pirates in the sense that havoc and hoodlums are abound, but also this is the Blackbeard's place. We'll see in a minute. Um, he seems to just set up shop here. You may not realize right away, or maybe you recognize his laugh, and you do realize right away that this is Blackboard, uh, Black, Blackboard, <laughs> uh, reading the the news about Sabo, posting up his assignments for college. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sabo's in the newspaper, um, and Moria shows up, and he's trying to attack with Zombos. Zombos, he's trying to find Absalom, if you remember his uh, tiger, lion, I don't know, animal man hybrid fucked up monster. He got stitched together. <laughs> and had the invisibility fruit. He's missing. Zombo Man Moria is like, give him back to me. And uh, we, we see a couple of the higher ranking people in the Blackbeard Pirates that we, re- I mean, really haven't seen since they were first introduced at Marineford. Yeah. Ceremoniously. And um, one of them, Pizarro, eats, eats some chicken and watches from the window. And uh, Moria eventually just finds Absalom. And he's perfectly fine. He's like, yeah, I love it here. And a bunch of women are kissing his face. Women love this guy. Um, famously. Yeah, that is strange. Oh, wait a minute. After the reveal, you learn they're all gay. It makes sense. <laughs> so Mori is like, okay, fine. I'll call off all my zombies. And I was, I was just so worried because your clear, clear fruit is so valuable. And speak of the devil, somebody using it shows up. And wouldn't you know it, it's that like murderous swordsman. The guy that just... <laughs> Got a marine that got thrown in jail because he killed too many people. <laughs> he went too far as a marine. Now he can turn invisible. It's sheer you of the rain. The guy that you see and you're like, oh yeah, Zora's gonna fight him. <laughs> yeah. Presumably. It would be a real fucking uh, swerve if not. But also I'm just like, oh no, Zora doesn't have observation hockey. What's he gonna do <laughs> if that does happen? But yeah, no, he has that fruit, which means that Absalom is super dead. Um, they make a joke about his corpse, though, so I'm like, I, I could imagine seeing him reanimated by Moria later. <laughs> yeah. But it would be very funny, because I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's, what shadow would go in it, though? You could get really funny here. I just think, also, it's like, I hear, uh, it implied that he's dead, it's like, oh, well, good, honestly. <laughs> yeah, not a character I'm really worried about. I thought Moria was dead, and I wasn't sad. Yeah. <laughs> and Epsilon is a character we're all better off with not being alive. Yeah, this is actually reparations <laughs> that Oda's doing, killing him off. Yeah. Um, at least Sanji didn't get the fruit. <laughs> Yet. Yet, yeah, give it time. He kill- He has to fight Shiryu of the Rain. <laughs> actually, that I could believe happening. <laughs> and it's going to be, as soon as he gets a, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a weird turn and they're just like actually killing people. <laughs> and the, the gag after he uh, kills him, because uh, that's what the Straw Hats will definitely do is kill a bunch of people. Uh, yeah. Well, the, sure use. The, the the funny gag will be that uh, Sanji has like piles and piles of fruits. He's like, okay, one of these is going to fucking turn into it. I mean, he would just have, I mean, he's a cook. He could figure it out. He can make it work. Because uh, we still don't know how Blackbeard does it. It doesn't seem like he's just, I mean, I don't know. We don't know. We, we truly have no fucking clue. But he seems to know what he's doing. Um, How scary. Anyways. Since this obviously is an Absalom, we see that it is, it's Devin, if you remember Devin, the old lady looking per captain, she used to be the scariest uh, female captain, and she has the nine-tailed fox fruit. 
which gives her the powers of the nine-tailed fox, which seems to just include turning into whatever disguise you want. So that, again, like like I mentioned earlier, what the fuck can Bond Clay even do now? What's the point of him anymore? Uh, when he awakens his power, he can turn other people. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> That's probably right. He can turn other people, but the other side effect is um, they also are voiced by Kazuki Yao on, while under the effects of oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that's so good. I So Zone, when Zones awaken, they are different. That's the thing that they talked about in Impel Down. That's true. I don't know. Obviously, Chopper is a human fruit, so I don't really know what if their deal is. I don't think Monster Point is is supposed to be that. I don't know. There are some cases where I'm just like, like Brooke. Brooke's not awakened when he goes into a ghost. That's just a weird part of his power. He unlocked awakening is just something I find very interesting in One Piece in general. So, but like mythical zones, I guess that's where I'm like, is that supposed to be? Uh, <laughs> do mythical zones get to awaken? Maybe we'll know one day. Anyways, yeah, so she has the nine-tailed fox fruit. Uh, Absalom confirmed dead. Great. Blackbeard does a random earthquake and then announces that this is his paradise for pirates. Randomly explains, hey, I read the newspaper today, and the revolutionary army leaders are clashing with some admirals at the reverie. Because they want Kuma back. Yeah, they want Kuma back. Also, so many worst generation people are in Wano right now fighting for uh, a spot. To be, you know, one of these top pirates. Also, Big Mom's also going over there. Blackbeard's like, it's a great time to be a fan of One Piece. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Everything's happening. That's going to be Blackbeard's uh, mystical, like, third power that everybody's worried about. It's that he reads the manga. <laughs> so he knows what's going to happen before it happens in the anime. So, like, anime Blackbeard is reading the manga. <laughs> week to week. <laughs> time travel fruit model manga reader. It's the Oda Oda Nomi. Yeah, no, it's it's the Jory Jory Nomi. It's what it's uh, you yeah, predicting yeah, at the yeah, end of the episode. My prediction. I think I tweeted that before. Uh, mythical human human fruit. Uh, myth, mythic yeah, mythical zone human fruit Jory model. <laughs> I'll have to find that tweet later. But I remember seeing a good one that was like mythical zone fruit, like like rabbit rabbit Nomi Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, I mean this thing is like it's it's. I know exactly why that joke came up more recently, but like when we riff on like, oh, there's a Buddha fruit. So like there's a mythical, this, this idea of a guy as a mythical figure turns into a power. One, how does that happen? Two, is there a Jesus fruit? <laughs> there's like however many million gods in Hinduism. Like, Yeah, I know. How many of these things are there? But... That's it. That's all we have to cover today. Next time we'll start Act 2 of Wano with 918 through, I don't know, some other number. This had a really good to-be-continued screen because Blackbeard does his uh, stolen power from Whitebeard, and that gets flipped to uh, (laughs) beginning of Wano Act 2, which is really cool. Mm. One Piece is great. We don't say it enough. And what's, what's, that's that's it. We'll do our plugs, and you'll make your predictions at the end of the episode. Be sure to stick around because they're always correct but for now jory where could people find you assuming that twitter's still around in, in a week <laughs> or if not you know plug other stuff too um i'm everywhere at no i'm jory um if there's a website you want to use that's not twitter that uh you think you can find me on there that's where it'll be um <laughs> i 
I think I've I'm not making a Macedon, sorry. Um fuck that. <laughs> I'm not making a libertarian Twitter Twitter account. It's not even fucking that's not even secure. <laughs> yeah, it's like security issues. It just uh I went on I went on Macedon because someone said they're moving. It's like this document convinced me. Basically the document I, I get what they're going with it, which is like it's community focused and like socializing. And like part of the problem with Twitter is people are trying to go viral. It's like, well, that's kind of the nice thing is like if you make a funny joke, people see it and then they laugh. Like it doesn't have to be I'm trying to be famous because I tweeted uh she on my blank till I blank. Like <laughs> I want That's I want... my thing about Twitter. I'm just like, oh I see an unfunny joke and then I see it twenty thousand more times, yeah. but worse. <laughs> but it's like I, I it wasn't I, funny the first time. If I if I if I, if I if I if I bake something I want I I want I don't know, I want people to see it. It's not a website for uh promoting things in any capacity either. Um, yeah, I think I think Twitter is pretty limited in that regard too. But what can you do? It's it's it is still in some regards the best you have if you don't like Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of and a lot of subreddits are like, hey, don't promote your stuff here, or else that's all we see. Yeah, and that's kind of why Reddit is still any like you like any subreddit is usable because they like <laughs> yeah are limit what you do. Because I, I know with like the One Piece subreddits, like if you're gonna promote stuff, like be a part of the community. <laughs> like don't just yeah. promote shit. Show up. But you could, uh... And I know plenty of people that they only open Reddit to post something of theirs. <laughs> and, well... So, like, anywhere, the fucking co-host, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Letterboxd, Backlog, Annualist.co, all that stuff. You can see, I watched, like, a, a movie a week this week because my class was being really annoying and scheduled, like, six movies to watch. <laughs> so... Sounds sick. I would love to do that for school credit. Uh, most of them were okay. <laughs> it was like all the movies were okay, and then Parasite, which was great. <laughs> great movie. So it was kind of like a, the going up roller coasters. Like here's the thing about Big Bird. Here's the thing with Noam Chomsky. Here's the thing about the guy who made Chinatown. Here's <laughs> Sean Penn being a gay politician. Here's the life of Pi. Now <laughs> here's one of the best movies ever made. I don't know if I'd go that far with Parasite, but it was really good. What's wrong with Noam Chomsky? What are you got against Chomsky? I think more of it was like, why am I watching this for, uh, <laughs> to, to talk about, like, editing and, like, shot compositions. Like, it's the guy in front of, I, I, I just say there's, there's some, maybe that's why, because it's simplistic, but it's like, I don't know. I don't want to learn about, like, what a, a, a panning shot means in a talking head documentary. <laughs> Feels yeah. silly. I, just, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't speak to its value. I mean, a lot of the stuff he was talking about was like, well, I, I kind of know a lot of this leftist idealist yeah. stuff. So like that was that part was lost on me because like, well, I'm aware. I'm sure it's more impactful to people who are like, I had no clue. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they're just sneaking it in. <laughs> I think that's a lot of this class, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that and Parasite. But. <laughs> yeah. but you can find me anywhere where I'm no, I'm Jory. That's that's where you can follow me. How about you? Same, but for Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J.O., anywhere that I'm around. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that like, I haven't watched that much this week. If you go to my letterbox, I watch, like, I rewatched a documentary, and that's it. It's because I've been doing other shit. <laughs> that's it. I don't I don't have anything to, to plug or share. This is it. If you're here, cool. Thanks. But then you can follow this show on Twitter, if there's still yeah. a Twitter. Twitter.com slash we are watching OP. Uh, you can also find some other links there and in our show notes. You can also get our, uh, you know, our Patreon is uh, we are watching OP as well. Get these episodes early. Get some, uh, you know, bonus, bonus episodes. 
Yeah, so this month we'll be talking about the cider filler, which we skipped over before. Um, just a couple, you know, shitty episodes, sort of promoting and lightly setting up Stampede, which we will be doing a commentary of in December. And, uh, you know, it's like, what if for Christmas, Oda gave you all of these guys? <laughs> That's it. Um, if for any reason you missed our Film Red episode, you know, check it out. I imagine most people who know how to subscribe to a podcast feed have already listened to it because it was there. If maybe you skipped it, forgot, got around to watching the movie, you know, check it out. It's also going. It's also in the Paramecia fancast feed, and you should go check them out. Um, it's been great doing a bunch of shit with them this uh, past couple months. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's really about it. Which means, um, well, first story you have to read all the patron names live. Hold on, before I read all the names today, as we're recording it, it's uh, Zoro's birthday. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> live. <laughs> and now all all of the patron names who aren't Zoro. <laughs> Thanks to all of our patrons for the end of the month of November, as I'm reading them alive right now. Adam, Anton, Ashok, Becca, Benjamin, Brittany, Cappy, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, David, Deus, Aqueous, Eric V, Fooney, Gage, Heidi, Jay Harkins, James, Jamesus, Joe, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Martha, Maurice, Mick Foley, 299, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Rashawn, Rem, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scales, Stephen R, Stephen K, Stephen P, the someone who thinks they're the real jewelry, Tony, Trey, Van, Vitake, and Verdigree. What if Zora was a patron, though? What if Zora backed us on Patreon? <laughs> he, he, he got lost trying to find where to buy booze online and just gave <laughs> us, like, five bucks. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Yes, thank you. Oh, our Discord. I guess I'll also plug our Discord because I forgot. Yeah, that's the best place if Twitter's falling apart and you want to know about stuff is you'll know when a new episode's up because we'll uh, post about it in Discord. Yeah, also, you can just subscribe to the podcast feed because it's like, it's how podcasts work. But And they show up. I mean, I, I, we make a show that shows up at the same time all the time. <laughs> but still, I don't know. That's how shows work. I always feel dumb when I'm reminding people how to like, oh, the show episode's out, which you know because if you listen to it. But I don't know. <laughs> that's the game. Um, those, those, that's, that, them's the breaks. Uh, but that's, yeah. Discord's a great spot to post shit and discuss new chapters or new episodes or what. Uh, have you? If you're looking for a space to do it, I think that's all the stuff. So, Jory, what's gonna happen next time? How did what? What is the what's Act Two? Uh, Act Two is well, Luffy and Kid are uh trapped in jail together. Slash fic. Act Act Two is just like a World War Two jailbreak movie. Um, around this time, uh, Oda was really into Steve McQueen, so it's it's like a weird like Hell shot yeah. for shot redo of The Great Escape, but with Steve McQueen's role as both Luffy and Kid. It's it's, yeah, it's like the, the scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where they put Leonardo DiCaprio in the role. <laughs> it's 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 going to go from all of those like tropes or like, uh, what was the one I watched in my class? Uh, the Grand Illusion, that one. I think that one was a French one? Can't remember, it's been a long time. But it's going to be like all those World War II... Uh, POW escape movies. It's gonna be a grand adventure. Sick. Kind of like the uh, the, what I think 
Maybe it's the great escape from even thinking of a different Steve McQueen movie where he did the stunts for both of the motorcycles because no one else could. So it's going to be Luffy and Kid who are doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I just downloaded Bullet. So maybe Frankie will do uh, some car chase stuff if we're, if we're just going to make this all, all of Wano and the Steve McQueen stuff. Yeah, no, it's all going to happen. Yeah. The, the great, the great, well, he's a monkey. I was going to say the great ape escape, but <laughs> he's a monkey. Or shit. He changes his name to Ape D. Luffy, so my joke's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, no, it's weird. Luffy's actually been a Saiyan this whole time. <laughs> weird. That's why him and Goku get along. It's not because they have, like, uh, things about food and stuff. It's just <laughs> they're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're both uh, monkeys. It's true, and you'll see all of it happen next time, which we will cover on our podcast in two weeks' time, which I think, yeah, we don't have a... We had a weird, like, gap week because of the way the calendars worked out and the way that we published. But, um, yeah, we'll be back in December next time with Act 2 of Wano, where Ape D. Luffy does the Great Ape Escape. And until then... To <laughs> <we> <laughs> continue. <laughs>